the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy, brought to you today by Josh Edison and Professor Brian L. Keeley. Well, hello. So this is this is a little unusual. Normally, obviously, Brian and I would record a, a bonus episode to go with the main mix episode, but Brian wasn't available this week. But I've got something extra special for you because now, if, if you recall, if you've listened to the main episode where we talked about uh, the paper by Indenta, if you recall, I did mention that I actually went to university with him, and I thought, oh, maybe maybe that's a connection I can exploit there. So I, I reached out, reached out to him and uh, thought in, in, in lieu of a bonus episode, we could have a, another a good, old, good old interview with an author. Uh, so allow me to present to you, Dr. M. Dentith. Uh, how's it going? Long time no see. Yeah, it's been, I mean, so we were, do, we were at uni together back in the 90s. 90s. Yeah. So yeah. I, it's probably, it's, I mean, I mean, it's 2022. Well, sorry, almost 2022. The problem with, the COVID era is that everything feels so long. So 2019 mm. feels like it was 20 years ago. The fact that we haven't taught for 20 years actually now feels like it's 40 years. And obviously I'm also just unmoored in time in that I know it's almost 2022, but I'm assuming it's already 2022. Anyway, yeah. it's no, been a long no, time, exactly Josh. It's been a long, yes. long time. Mm. So you're uh, Zhuhai, I understand. That's yes. like another country. Yeah. Well, it's a city in another country. Well, you another country in the midst of a pandemic. Believe me, mm. uh, getting this job and traveling to China has been an ordeal in its own respect. It turns out that getting a job in China is difficult enough. It turns out getting a job in China in the midst of a pandemic is even more difficult. So I was offered this job back in the middle of 2019, and I didn't actually arrive in Zhuhai until the middle of 2021. Now, admittedly, the pandemic did kind of get in the way of the entire employment process. But yeah, I'm now an associate professor here in the Center for International Philosophy, and I'm doing work on conspiracy theory, as kind of evident by the fact that I believe you reviewed my first paper, my 2016 Inference to the yes. Best Explanation. Yes, yes, no. That's why we're that's why we're talking to you today. So, I mean, you uh, must have had some contact with Brian, obviously. Uh, well, you said you write in a, in a similar field. I've, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a question. How long have you been doing this podcast together with Brian? Oh gosh, I mean, we started. When did we start? Twenty fourteen. It's about seven years now. Because I stayed with Brian in twenty seventeen when I gave a talk at Pitsa College, and he did not mention this podcast. At all. It seems really, really weird that you've been doing a podcast for five or six years, and this is the first time I've heard about it, even though I have regular contact with Brian. Why are you keeping this podcast on the down low? Well, I mean, have you gone back? Have you listened? Now that you are aware of it, have you gone back and listened to any of the older episodes? I've listened to a few, yeah. I mean, I'm not really, yeah, I'm, not really yeah. I'm not really a podcast person. I don't really no, have the time yeah. to listen to podcasts. I mean, podcasts seem like the kind of thing that that people in their mid, their mid, their mid, their middle age start and millennials listen to. And I'm mm. kind of between those two camps. Between, I suppose, yeah. Um, well, no. See the. We've only been doing this, this what we, we've, we've called this theory, conspiracy theory masterpiece theatre. We decided to start going uh, right back to the beginning, starting with the likes of, of Charles Pigden um, and, and just sort of work, work our way through the, um, 
the literature, as it were. Uh, but that's something we only started doing uh, in the last sort of couple of years. So for most of the time, and I imagine the time when you were bunking down with Brian, uh, we, we were just talking about conspiracy theories in general and, and interesting ones to talk about and so on. So I guess we didn't have the... Um, didn't have as much of the academic focus, so it's probably only now now that we've managed to work our way through the literature, and uh, and your name appeared in the list. Um, this is this is the first time it's actually been directly pertinent to you, I suppose. I've got another question, which is I'm quite curious. How did you and Brian meet? I mean, what inspired a person in North America and a person in Aotearoa, New Zealand? to start a podcast together five or six years ago. There must be a really interesting story about the origin of this particular podcast. It is very interesting. I can't actually share the full details of it. As long-term listeners of this podcast will know, there's there's uh, been, been uh, some amount of, of sort of covert government interest and what have you um, in the in the exact details of, of my work um, and life in general. Uh so I'm not I'm not entirely uh, at liberty to discuss the full details, but let's just say Brian and I found ourselves to have a mutual interest, you could say, um, and uh, b- b- because of our uh, uh, certain certain shared acquaintances about whom uh, the less said the the, the better, um, we 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 just we just found ourselves. Um, Sort of in a in a similar situation, and and as one does uh, when one's um, you know hunkered down and hiding from. Oh, actually, sorry, I'm not supposed to talk about that. But when one finds oneself in these sorts of situations, the obvious thing is, hey, why don't we do a podcast together? Uh, and obviously, Brian's written on conspiracy theories, and I've I, I've I've known been interested in them for a while, um, and we just kind of took it from there. Hmm. Curious. A mm. a most plausible story. A very mm. very plausible story mm. now if i recall i mean this is it's 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 been so long but um as as i recall you got into the conspiracy theory angle from the sort of talk around around north head near where you grew up i remember i remember going to your going to your mum's place in devonport and north head being near there so but how how did that take you on the journey to where you are today? Well, I mean, originally I was going to write a PhD thesis on archaeological explanation, so the way that philosophy has kind of dealt with the way that archaeologists, or more generally anthropologists, in the 1980s started looking at the philosophical work on scientific explanations from the 1960s and the way that archaeology kind of went off in a really weird direction when it came to the philosophy of the social sciences. And so I wanted to use North Head, this place in Devonport, which has a whole bunch of conspiracy theories about hidden tunnels within it, as a kind of example of how archaeological explanations work, because there are people in Devonport who believe that there are hidden tunnel complexes and the like deep within North Head, and they poo-poo the archaeological investigations which have shown that there's no evidence for these tunnel complexes. So I was going to write on that, and then over time, the conspiracy theory stuff kind of became more interesting and preeminent in my writing. 
And that kind of dovetails into teaching a critical thinking course, as I was back in the day, where we took students to North Head to talk about the tunnel complex theory and the way that people use reasons and arguments to try and explain exactly what they believe about what's beneath North Head. And so, yeah, the conspiracy theory stuff kind of started from there. I submitted my PhD in 20, well, end of 2013, was accepted in 20, oh, no, sorry, tw sorry tw tw 2014 is the book. Uh, submitted my PhD at the end of 2011, had the PhD accepted in 2012, and then spent 2013 writing the book, The Philosophy of Conspiracy Theories. And yeah, my career has basically just gone on from there. Mm. Well, yes, it is. I mean, like, as you're well aware, we've just started um, with your your sort of first big contribution to the literature, um, and so so we have not yet got on to the various material that you produced when you were working. I believe as a, as an advisor under the Andy Basciago administration. Um, I mean, I, I mean, we, we in, the, in, to in the in the same respect that you aren't able to talk about certain things. My time with Andy Basciago is something which I'm not really at liberty to talk about. There are a lot of NDAs, and there's a reason why I'm in China. That's all I can say. Yeah, uh, but I, I just sort of mean because I, you must be well aware, of course, the Sun Student Vimule paper that they wrote when uh, when they were connected to the Obama uh, yeah, I mean, administration. Very, very, very sad fate of both Sunstein and Vermeule. Mm. I understand what President Basciago had to do, but it was it was unfortunate. It was yeah. quite unfortunate. Yeah, but, but I mean, even that, that aside, I would have thought your work sort of in the advisory capacity to his presidency would have been sort of an interesting counterpoint to what uh, Sunstein and Vermeule were saying under Obama, but we'll, we'll actually, you know, to regular listeners, if you just keep tuned in, obviously we'll we'll get to that stuff eventually. But um, but I mean, so, so you must be, uh, you must you must keep an eye on conspiratorial matters in general. Um, we, well, we we obviously, yeah. Towards the start of the podcast, we got went through all the obvious ones about you know the the assassination of President Nixon and and. Um, whether or not Chuck Yeager was the first man on the moon and all that business, whether the whole thing was a fake. Um, but as as time has gone on, it kind of feels, I mean, it certainly feels to us like they're becoming a little bit more prominent. So, I mean, the whole the whole um, COVID business, of course, and, I mean, you know, now that Basciago's out of the picture, we probably don't want to talk about it. We've spent so long talking about him and his presidency. I think we're probably, uh, you're probably as sick as we are of, of mentioning it, but um, I assume you keep abreast of all these sorts of matters? Well, yes, I mean, as someone who started off their philosophical career as a particularist and then, of course, qu quickly shifted into being a generalist and now spend most of my time showing why a belief in conspiracy theories is indeed mad, bad, and dangerous, the nanotech plague that we're currently suffering mm. after the Bill Gates vaccination stuff has been has been quite eye-opening to see the way in which people who believe in some kind of COVID thing have been using those conspiracy theories to kind of denounce the truth of what's really going on in our society. So yeah, it is it is it is interesting having started from a position of defending conspiracy theories, as I did back in my PhD in defense of conspiracy theories, which of course produced the book, and then realizing that actually this is the wrong angle to take. We should be looking at the psychological characteristics and the intellectual characteristics of conspiracy theorists and diagnosing what is it that makes them people who engage in wrong groupthink. And, Ooh. yeah, the last few years, 
absolutely astounding kind of confirms everything that people have been saying about these things called conspiracy theories. Yeah, I mean, that's probably true, I guess. I mean, obviously it's easy for us to back home here to buy into this sort of stuff with, you know, you don't have Winston Peters as your prime minister for 14 years and not um, not pick up a bit of conspiratorial thinking. You know, he's 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 one of our prime sources for that, I think. So, so coming from a society such as ours... Um, it's very easy to to buy into that sort of stuff, but um, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was it was it was it was quite it was quite quite a relief when Winston Peters legalised the use of adrenochrome in the general mm. populace. I don't think New Zealanders have ever been as healthy as they are today. No, no, I think it's uh, going going quite well so far. So, I mean. It's it's good to hear you're doing well, um, and it's good to to see you've made something of yourself with your your wacky conspiracy theory stuff. But I mean, that's our stock and trade, I suppose. Um, can you can you possibly give us a bit of a bit of an insight, bit of a preview on any work that you might be coming up with in the immediate future? Well, I mean, I'm working on a paper at the moment called Suspicious Conspiracy Theories, which is an examination of exactly why we should be suspicious of conspiracy theories, looking at the kind of features that we find in particular conspiracy theories and showing that we can generalise from those features to a general scepticism of these things we call conspiracy theories. And that's kind of building on a previous paper which was published kind of late last year, early this year, called Debunking Conspiracy Theories, which, of course, is a paper explaining exactly why we should be debunking conspiracy theories all the time, yes, in part just, because, you know, they are very, very dangerous beliefs. Yes, no, 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 no spoilers, though. We'll be getting to that paper before too long. I don't want to give the game away completely. But yes, yes, definitely significant, significant paper that's on our list to look at. Um, you're still doing the, the conference circuit, I assume? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in absolute demand. I mean, the I, I don't know whether you've heard about the Trump organization, but they've become a major financial donor to educational institutions around the world and have done really good work, particularly out of their center in, hung, in Hungary with President or Orban, and they've been funding me to go around universities talking about conspiracy theories and kind of showing to people that you should never, ever tolerate a conspiracy theorist in your midst. And so, yeah, uh, not only am I making decent coin from being an associate professor, but I have to say the public spe speaking gigs really really quite lucrative yeah well i mean if, if there's if there's one thing that trump fellow knows i mean <laughs> to, to be honest i mostly know him from you know appearing in home alone too and that sort of stuff but you know i've i've heard about his his numerous charitable um uh, endeavors and and his obvious obvious enormous success in business uh with everything he touches so yeah you're probably uh, you're probably in very very good hands enormous hands i hear as well oh yes i mean i i, I i'm actually quite astounded by just how big Donald Trump's hands are, and how luscious his hair is in private. He lets mm. you run your hands through his lion-like mane, and my God, it is a pleasure. Magnificent. Well, um, um, yeah, uh, uh, that, that was kind of all I all I wanted to ask. You know, a nice bit of a catch-up and a nice bit of an insight for our listeners into what an academic such as yourself is up to in this day and age. 
Um, do you have any any closing thoughts for us before I uh, let our let our audience get, go about their day? No, I mean I wish you and Brian the absolute best continuing on with this conspiracy theory masterpiece theatre. You are going to see an awful lot of particulars work coming up, and it's quite disturbing that it continues to be the kind of consensus view in philosophy at the stage. But you know, I'm doing my bit to try and ensure that that gets crushed in the best way possible. In fact, I'm even running a conference next year, which is going to showcase the best generalist work being done in philosophy at the moment, in the hope that we can, in the words of Gerald Posner, case closed on Mm. particularism within the philosophy of conspiracy theories. So look out for that. It's going to be exciting. Going to ruffle some feathers. Indeed. Oh, well, I'm sure you'll be seeing more of Brian in, in these sorts of conferences, so uh, be sure, I'll be sure to have him uh, say hi from me as well. So we, um, I, think, I think that's all for now, but it was great to catch up and we should do it again sometime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as the check clears, yeah, it should oh, be yeah, fine. Yeah. No, 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 I, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that's all been taken care of, don't you worry. Um, so, uh, I think we've come to the end of this little, little bonus nugget for our, our beloved listeners. Uh, so I'm just going to finish things off in my usual way by saying goodbye. You can say something if you want as well. Just, uh, no, no, no pressure. Don't feel you have to. Mm, no, yeah, no. I'm, I'm just not, I'm just not interested in doing that. No, fair enough. Goodbye. Goodbye.